Hello everyone, welcome to Stockhost Invest Wisely, where you're going to join me on my journey to share our knowledge about stock market and discover the disruptive and innovative as well as dividend companies in order to achieve the financial freedom. This episode is primarily focused for those who are beginners. Uh, if you have already been investing for some time, then you might be familiar with this topic. But hey, it doesn't hurt to refresh your knowledge, right? Every company that is publicly traded on the stock market has a particular ticker associated to it. For example, if you take the company Facebook, Facebook ticker is FB. I normally use Yahoo Finance when I want to look up the companies. Instead of writing the name of the company, you can just write the ticker and that will bring up that company. So instead of writing Facebook, you can just write FB. Uh, Apple has a ticker called AAPL. Alibaba has a ticker BABA. As you might notice, the ticker normally reflects the name of the company. But that is not always the case. For example, Slack Technologies has ticker WORK, W-O-R-K. Even though this does not reflect the name of the company, but it reflects the business model or the focus of the company. Slack Technologies makes a software called Slack, which is used for collaboration within the organization so that the employees can collaborate with each other. It is just like Skype, Zoom, or WebEx. So in that context, Tigger work makes a lot of sense for Slack Technologies as it reflects their business model. When you listen to uh, CNBC or Bloomberg channels, you might hear analysts saying that they are bullish or bearish on a particular stock. What does that mean? Bullish means that someone is really optimistic about a company and someone thinks that that company is going to grow a lot in the future. For example, if I think that Google has a bright future ahead and they are going to grow even more in the future, then that means I'm bullish on Google. On the other hand, uh, bearish means that someone is really pessimistic about a company and someone does not think that that company has a good future. For example, if one said that eBay is not going to grow in the future and he does not think that eBay has a good uh, growth prospects, then that person is bearish on eBay. Or one thing that you should keep in mind that when you listen to analysts on these TV channels, you should not always uh, believe what they are saying. Trust me, some of the analysts have no clue what they are talking about. Or some analysts have their own agenda because they want to promote a particular stock. So always listen to analysts if you want to, but always do analyze the company yourself and then decide whether you want to invest in that company. All right. The other term that you are going to hear quite often on TV is that when someone is long or short on a particular stock. Long means that one is expecting that the stock is going to rise in the future and they have bought some shares in that company. And if the stock rises, then they also will make money by selling the stock at a higher price. For example, if I believe that Apple is going to make more money in the future and in turn their stock will go up in the future, 
And at the moment, Apple stock is somewhere around 460, I assume. I don't, I'm not sure. If, um, I need to check that. But if I believe that five years from now, Apple stock is going to be 700 or 600, then I'm long on Apple stock. And if I have bought one share and of a few years from now, if I sell that stock at higher price, then I will make some profit on Apple stock. On the other hand, if I do not believe that Apple stock is going to rise in the future, instead, I think that Apple stock is going to go down because Apple is not innovating, let's say, or they are not going to sell more cell phones in the future, then I'm short on Apple. In that case, I'm not going to buy the stock of Apple. Instead, I'm going to borrow a stock at the current price, which is, I think, let's say at 460. And I believe that in one year from now, the price will go down to, let's say, 300. And if that happens, then I will make money with the difference. So if let's say 460 right now and 300 one year from now, that is 160. So I will make $160. However, if one year from now, the stock price goes up instead of going down, let's say it is at 700, then I will make loss of around $240. Now let's talk about some key financial ratios that uh, one should always use for analyzing a particular stock. We will discuss only three ratios today. These are price to earning ratio, price to sales ratio, and price to book ratio. Let me explain you what these ratios are. So the first one is price to earnings ratio. And there are two kinds of price to earnings ratio. In short, I call it PE ratio. That is, uh, the two kinds are trailing PE ratio and forward PE ratio. Trailing PE ratio means that in the last 12 months, whatever the earnings of the company is, we divide the price, the current price of the stock by that earning, and we will get the PE ratio or the trailing PE ratio. For example, if you look at the good old Apple, Apple stock, by the way, I checked, it's not 460, it's 497 right now. So Apple stock price at the moment is 497, and the earnings per share, so for every share, that Apple has, they are earning $13. So now if we divide 497 by 13, we get the ratio of 37. You can check these ratios on Yahoo Finance, by the way. So at the moment, the price to earnings ratio of Apple is 37. But that is based on the earnings in the last 12 months. That is why it is called trailing PE ratio. There is another ratio which is called forward PE ratio, where we, instead of taking the earnings from the last 12 months, we take the earnings expected earnings in the next 12 months. So we divide the current stock price with those next 12 months earnings, and that we call it forward PE ratio. Forward PE ratio tells us about the growth of the company. If the forward PE ratio is less than the trailing PE ratio, then that means that the Wall Street is expecting that the company is gonna grow in the future. But again, that might not always be, be the case. So do your own analysis as well. Before I go on to explain the next ratio, uh, I just want to say that this topic is very dry and you might be getting bored, but stick with me because at the end, we will actually evaluate three different companies and I will tell you uh, whether those companies are overpriced or not. Uh, but it's important to understand these ratios. Now you might ask the question, what if the companies are not making any earnings at all so that there is no profit? coming back to the company. In that case, the price to earnings ratio cannot be evaluated. And in that case, there is no PE ratio. So whenever you look at the companies with the PE ratio 
without any value, that means that the company is not making money, which is generally not a good thing. Because if the company is not making profit, then it's better not to invest in that kind of company. However, sometimes it makes sense to invest in that company because the company is in the growth stage and the company is reinvesting all the money back in their business so that in the future they can generate more revenue. For example, if you look at Amazon from 2012 till 2015 for three years consecutively, Amazon was not making any profit. And when someone uh, will look at Amazon during that time, he will not find the P-E ratio and he will think maybe it's not a good idea to invest in that company, but that would be a mistake because Amazon realized what they want to do in the future and they invested heavily in setting up their whole uh, delivery network. And now if you look at Amazon, Amazon is highly profitable and they're making the second ratio is price to sales ratio. And as the name says, this is the ratio between the current price of the stock with the revenue that the company is generating. This ratio should also not be too high because if the ratio is too high, that means that the stock price is much more than the company is making revenue. So the lower the ratio is, the better. So let me check on Yahoo Finance, uh, the price to sales ratio of Apple. So if I check there, in 2019, at the end of June, the price to sales ratio of Apple was around 3.6. And right now the PS ratio is 7.6. So the PS ratio has more than doubled in almost more than a year. And that's not a good sign. That shows you that the sales have not increased proportionally to the stock price. And that tells me that the stock is a bit overpriced right now. All right, the last ratio that we are gonna talk about is price to book ratio. The price to book ratio is the ratio between the current stock price with the book value of the company. Now, what is the book value of the company? The book value is all the assets that the company has minus all the liabilities. So the book value can also be negative in case if the company has more liabilities than assets, which is definitely a no-go for me. I will never invest in that company. So this is also a very important ratio to analyze a stock. And generally, we want the price-to-book ratio to be as low as possible so that the company has much more assets than they have liabilities. And the assets can be anything from the real estate, from equipment, from the patents, and from all the cash that they have on hand. And liability could be anything from debt or anything that the company has to pay. Again, let's check the PB ratio of Apple on Yahoo Finance. So in 2019, end of June, the PB ratio was 8.4. And right now the PB ratio is 27.9, almost 28. So again, we can see that it's more than three times in almost a year, PB ratio has gone up. And that again tells us that the Apple stock is overpriced. The price to sales ratio has gone up in one year. The PB ratio has gone up in one year. Also, if you look at the PE ratio, the PE ratio in 2019 end of June was 16.5. And right now it is almost 36. So all of these ratios has, have gone up in one year. And that shows you a recipe of an overpriced stock. Therefore, I will not be buying the Apple stock right now. Well, that concludes the topic of key, uh, key financial ratios. Uh, 
if you're still with me, you're awesome because uh, the topic is very dry. But now we come to the fun part and we will analyze three companies and we will see if these companies are overpriced or not. And by the way, AT&T is paying a really juicy dividend. They are paying around 7% dividend, which means if you own this company, then every year the company is going to give you back 7% of your investment. So you're just going to hold this company for a long time and every year you're just going to get this income, which you can either invest in the AT&T or in some other company, or you can just use it for yourself. So based on all these criteria, I would say AT&T is fairly priced. And if, if you want to have a stable company with a really good dividend, uh, you can consider buying AT&T at these prices. At the moment, it is traded as $29.69. The second company on our list is Facebook with the ticker FB. Facebook does not only own Facebook platform, but also Instagram and WhatsApp. And these platforms are used by billions of people every day. Primarily, Facebook makes their money with advertisement. So on their platform, on Instagram or Facebook, when you are looking and you're going through different stories or you're scrolling through Facebook or you're watching videos on Facebook or Instagram, you see advertisements. So Facebook, Facebook makes money from these ads. So let's have a look at the Facebook ratios. The PE ratio is 32. Trailing PE ratio is 32. Forward PE ratio is 34, which means the expectation is that they are not going to grow in the next year, which I tend to disagree with. I think Facebook is going to make more money than they are making right now. The PS ratio is 10.3 and the PV ratio is 6.9. So if I want to evaluate this stock, because I consider Facebook to be a growth stock and I think that they are going to grow, even though they're already quite big company and their market cap is $766 billion. And they have a lot of cash on their hands. So if I check on Yahoo Finance, then the Facebook has cash off hand let me have a look sorry it's gonna take a bit of time here so they have cash on hand of 58 billion dollars and the debt is around 11 billion dollars so they have a lot of cash which they can use to acquire some new companies or to reinvest in their own uh, business so i am quite optimistic about their future uh, and i'm long facebook um, so based on these criteria, I will say if the trailing PE ratio goes below 30, that might be a good entry point for someone who is still not invested in Facebook. But on the negative side, Facebook has some regulatory pressure from the US government because it's kind of a monopoly right now. And they also have some bad reputation in terms of uh, data privacy and they are being investigated right now. So if uh, they have some regulatory trouble, then the stock price can hit pretty hard. Uh, in the past, it happened when the Cambridge Analytica issue came and the stock price went down to, I think, around 150 or even less than 150. But other than that, the company has a really good business model. They are printing cash. So I would still consider based on the all these criteria and based on the ratios, I would say Facebook at the moment is fairly valued. And if you want to invest in Facebook, 
that might be a good entry point for you as well. All right, the last company in the list is Microsoft. Who doesn't know Microsoft? They are the giant company with Windows, Office, cloud service provider. It's called Microsoft Azure. They are Xbox maker. Their market cap is whooping $1.6 trillion. So they are a really huge company. So let's have a look at Microsoft ratios. Its trailing PE is 37, forward PE is 32, PS ratio is 11.5, and PB ratio is 13.7. They also pay a small dividend, I think it's less than 1%, but they're increasing this dividend really quickly. But even though Microsoft is a wonderful company and they have a really strong uh, history and they're not going anywhere in the future, in the next 10 years, they are gonna stay here and they are gonna still dominate. But if I look at the ratios, I would say that the ratio is still a bit high than my liking. At the moment, trailing P is 37, and Microsoft is already quite huge. It is $1.62 trillion. And they're not gonna grow like they used to in the past. So, so even though I love this company, I would love to hold this company as well. Um, I would love to invest heavily in Microsoft. However, at the moment, 37 is a bit too high than my taste. I would like to see Microsoft in 20s before I start thinking about investing more in a Microsoft. However, the company is awesome um, and they have a bright future ahead. They are growing, growing their cloud uh, service as well. Uh, they have a really tough competition with Amazon Web Service, but still they are doing pretty good because the cloud market is huge. Both Amazon and Microsoft are gonna grow in this uh, sector. I hope this podcast was helpful for you. Talk to you later and have a wonderful day. I am not a financial advisor and this podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. So please do your own research before making any investment.